Okay. So what you apologizing for? So <laughs> I'm just letting you know if there's random stuff happening in the yeah. back, this is life yeah. and that's how it happens. Put them on hey, camera. Shit. Put them on camera. It's, it's a reality. reality is. Is. Exactly. <laughs> in tandem. I, they're back there smoking Newports, drinking Crown smoking, and playing cards. Smoking See, Newports. If only that's we a, could smoke Newports in here. That's a black... That's a black event like a motherfucker. <laughs> smoke. She didn't say smoke a cigarette. She said smoke a Newports. What up, Nisha? That's, that's what they're smoking. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, how are y'all? How are you? I'm doing good. Wait, what you got? You got your skin out? <laughs> I have a tank top on because I'm outside and it's hot. Yeah, I see. Got that long neck too, man. Stop, legging. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I know. He I said your face. I see your Genetics. face. I see your face. <laughs> We have, you know, obviously we come up with different topics and I had this topic and I was like, man, we can't talk about this without a woman in the room. So, and, and I wanted you to know, I'm, this is an av- very adversarial position that I'm taking. So just be prepared. But I feel like you have the best person. Be yeah, you shouldn't be. Exactly. I'm just saying we ain't talked in a while. <laughs> I'm like, it's you, Frank. <laughs> right. like, don't mean I forgot. Look, at you, you go, you're going to appreciate this conversation, though. OK, so this is the topic. Safe sex is a woman's responsibility. Fight me on it. But you got to tell her why, what made you come up with that and what like why you feel that way. Well, no, no, no. What we need to do is is see how she feels about what I'm saying before we get into it. (laughs) Because this is what I want to know. Like, okay, so at first, okay, so I was at work, right? I was at work and and, uh, one of my coworkers was talking to some ladies about it. And I totally disagree with it because I'm a man and I've got a son and I would never tell my son, and I have a daughter too, I would never tell them, hey, both of y'all, safe sex is a woman's responsibility. Like I felt uncomfortable even when he was talking about it. But then as I left work and I was downloading information and, and rethinking about the conversation, I was like, well, hold on. I don't want to just, you know, just just be adverse to this. I need to think about this shit. Yeah. And as I thought about it, you know, I'm in the field of criminal justice. Yes. So if me and you go in a store and I got a gun. Right. Uh, we probably going to get both charged with aggravated robbery, but I got the gun. So yeah. my my punishment is going to be it's more severe. harsher. Yeah. OK, so if we talk about sex, um, if, if, if the man is not safe, the woman still could end up pregnant. Yes. But the woman's, you know, result is a way more severe than the man's. Yeah. She got to carry the baby if she want to get an abortion, all these kind of things. Yeah. So when you look at that aspect got of you. it, that's why I think, well, shit, at the end of the day, safe sex is a woman's responsibility. But I'm open to, you know what I'm saying? I see your different opinions. I, see, I need I need I other opinions. I want to have a conversation with a woman. I'm confused on why it wouldn't be both people's responsibility in that the safe sex doesn't just entail prevention of pregnancy is prevention of other STDs as well. Yes. So I would think that if you care about yourself and your life, that should be taken into account over just pregnancy. So in that aspect, I would say that safe sex is everybody's responsibility. This, when you look and at, if you want to guard your body, it is your responsibility to take care of your body and your place. So you should be responsible for safe sex for yourself because it is your responsibility to take care of yourself. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised that you took that view, <laughs> which is why I'm glad we're talking about it. Because, no, first of all, I appreciate your your uh, your response. I'm curious to see what you think, Andy. Just just kind of my own condoms and I bring them with me. I have condoms. I hand them out to people. If I go out with my girls, 
I don't disagree. I say sex is everybody's responsibility. Right. So I'm not, not going to rely on somebody else to prevent something that I want to be completely in control of. If you want to have control of your sexual health, then you need to be prepared at all times. And I'm saying that the the result and the consequence of not having safe sex, if you, if you look at having a kid, yeah, it's it's more severe for a woman. Though. Yeah, no, I, I agree with I agree with Nish, man, because like me and her have had these type of conversations before, so it's I definitely agree with her. You know what I'm saying? I yes. feel like if you if you talking to a guy, especially in the beginning, and he ain't trying to use protection, that's a sign. <laughs> Well, okay, okay, so that's a sign. We've we've all none of us. Wait, uh, Lenisha, are you a virgin? Come on, let's not play these games. Okay, I'm she saying she knows me, bro. None, none of I'm us about are. to be 35. Yeah, and no. I don't even want to hang out 35 with 35 year old. Well, I don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> They're pure. It's beautiful. Yeah, they only see life from one <laughs> way. Right? And one way only. Right, one way only. They're not tainted just yeah, yet. Because <laughs> once somebody popped that cherry, you start thinking differently. So, but what I was saying is this: like we've all been. Just think about that. Even if it's just one time ever. Yeah. Because I think we've all been there, probably you and I. Wait, one time where will you just have sex in the beginning with no protection? No, no, no. I'm just 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 a scenario where we've had sex and there was no protection. Oh, yeah, of course. I and we we, we fucking enjoyed it. We we loved it. So so if something happened from that situation, yeah. you know, when we start having the conversation, yeah. at the end of the day, most of the time, you know, guys, we want a bear back. I yeah. mean, I don't want but no this fucking is the condom. Thing. So this is the conversation. <laughs> okay, so so l- l- since Lanisha is here and we got her here for a yeah. moment, how do you feel about sex without protection and if you're okay with it at any point how do you get to that point especially before marriage where you're like yo i'm a, I'm, I'm gonna do this with this person yeah like I'm, think, I'm gonna go in i'm gonna trust this person. like yeah. and and the woman may be protected of course like of course. you know you got a iud in or right or i don't say it's something from diseases but yes, yes. you from know what i'm saying you got something from pregnancy yeah so so to me when it comes to that mm-hmm. conversation if you really if i'm just feeling that way and there's nothing being established between us we have to have some conversation because if I just want to go bareback, I can't just go bareback just trusting that you ain't out there fucking other niggas, yeah. that you ain't out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just rely on my pullout game because that keeps me from maybe not getting you pregnant. Yeah. But if you out there just giving it up, you know what I'm saying? And I'm hitting it raw, dog. I'm putting myself in a line for a disease. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't stand on that. I got you. I got you. What's your, so, Let's talk about it. Well, you got to give her a question, man. You talk right through the question. No, 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 no. You, I was answering your question. Okay, got you. I, yeah. Okay. I was going to say I heard the question and then you answered your own question but <laughs> <laughs> for me I think that you need to have be in a committed I don't people view relationships differently so whatever you and the partner that you're choosing to be with decide to call it and decide upon the rules yeah. both parties get tested both parties agree right. to monogamy or at least my big thing is I need to be able to consent to the situation that I'm partaking in True. I need to know honestly and fully everything what's happening what's going on what i'm getting into if you are honest with me up front everything you say you know what i'm seeing a lot of people that are then i can make an informed choice right right but so for me to be able to be in that situation i have to be able to trust the person and feel that they value me as a person because if somebody doesn't value you as a person they're not going to care if they cause harm to you Right. So if you're not valued, if you're not respected, if you're not in a situation that is built on trust, that's going to be a no for me. It doesn't have to have any established like relationship thing to it. That would be everything is relational. Right. That would be preferable. But 
it could be that it's your buddy that you decide to hook up with and yeah. neither one of y'all want a relationship, but you have predetermined rules yeah. that you're yes. not sleeping with anybody else. Or if you're choosing to sleep with other people, you're choosing to use protection. And then you also engage in having frequent testing events. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you yeah. like this. I like my chicken skinless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I need to get to know you. You know what I'm saying? Because I like my chicken Bro, skinless. Dog. You know what I'm saying? Bareback. But that's why I've always said when I've had conversations with people about um, one night stands, I've never had them. Mm. Like I like to have the conversation, get to know a person like Nish knows this, like. I like to get to know people. Yeah. That way, when you get to know them, not only do you know what you're possibly entering into with this person, you trust them enough because of the things that they trusted to tell you. Mm -hmm. You can almost tell that a person trusts you by a personal story that they tell you. Mm -hmm. You know what, what I'm saying? You by what you, they share. By what, by what they share. Yeah. So for me, once I trust you, it's like I'm just going with that shit, bro. Right. Some motherfuckers overshare. Like. Yeah. Some, you overshare your ass right out of some good sex. Well, that, but overshare <laughs> because you, it still gives you an opportunity to make an informed decision no about whether you want to be with this person no or doubt. do something with this person. So please, overshare. Yeah. Overshare. Okay. You the right person to bring into these situations, Nish. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about this because I wanted to, we wanted to do a, a couple of listener add-on questions. And people been sending mm -hmm. me like memes and shit. And they like, yo, what are y'all thoughts about this? Mm -hmm. So this is a question I have for you, Nish. <laughs> Date someone who doesn't think you're complaining when you're trying to teach them your love language. What is your thought process on that? Date someone... I who doesn't think you're complaining when you explain to them what your love, mm. love language is. What I took from it is just somebody understanding your needs. That's really what a love language yeah. is. It's a need. Yeah. But go ahead, Nish, if you got one. You I think you should be able to, to share what you need and what you want and what you expect out of a situation. It's not a complaint. And if people, I think anytime you, and it's also a pre presentation of boundaries. Yeah. Mm. Anytime people have a problem, with you putting a boundary in place, it's because they realize that that's an area they can't manipulate. And if people get mad about that boundary and think that you're being um, too much with that boundary, then it's something that you should take notice of. Like, for instance, for me, it doesn't matter. I'm at the point now that, sorry, my mama been drinking. Okay. She's in the background yelling hey. at folks pulling up. Um, <laughs> so she don't smoke. My mama is not a, a cancer stick in imbiber. Oh okay. But anyway, well, I want, that's I, my opinion. Well, I tell you, what, and they 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 go deep. They, go deep. they read this. But but I got one more question for you before we before we let you go before we get into the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, the the primary topic and the thing that we're discussing today is a midlife crisis. Mm. When you hear, well, I got time. You got time. When you hear the phrase or when you hear it, midlife crisis, what do you think about? Mm. What does that mean to you? What like as a descriptive? Like how yeah. would you describe that to somebody? from what you've experienced mm -hmm. in life and what people have deemed that word to mean or that phrase. I feel like uh, as a society, it's kind of viewed as a negative because you have the word, word crises, which has a negative connotation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's just, it's just a opportunity for um, urgency. Yeah. It's like crises for me. It's I, that has changed. And we had a conversation the other day, so I'm going to admit to bias here, <laughs> but um I'm about to be 35 and I know that 35 is like a impactful year for people. Yeah. And typically they would consider that like, it's not midlife though to me. So I'm confused by that, but that's a whole nother conversation. But um, usually you, you would think if you, <laughs> right. If you, so if you're thinking of like media and those kind of things you think of a dude losing his hair, going bald with a Lamborghini. Yes. Right. And by crisis, <laughs> like he needs to date someone 25. It's yes. basically Leonardo DiCaprio not dating anyone over 25. Yes. Right. Like he's like, mm, let me just, be Peter Pan and stay young forever <laughs> for me. I think it's a, 
pivotal moment where you have a realization that things in your life aren't where you would like them to be. And thus it causes a form of anxiety and that anxiety causes you to act. And so it is a point in your life that's trans, like you said, transformative. That's a good word for it, but it's, it's a point where you take a closer inspection on what's going on for you, what you want out of life, what your expectations are of yourself. It's like, "Mm, where am I measuring up on this like idea of what I want for me? Mm. Yeah. A yeah, moment like of reflection like and reevaluation. I like that. Yeah. We're not going to get into it because, like I said, we got two separate shows. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to throw some things at you to see how they stick. And um, I told you I was going to be excited to see you today. I haven't seen you. You were supposed to come down here a couple of, well, it was like a couple months ago. You know what I'm saying? You you, you snuck yeah. me. So um, I need to I did not back. snuck you. Yeah, well, I'm saying you <laughs> snuck You're going to drive seven and a half hours? Is this huh? what we doing now? Is, is this seven, what we doing seven now? And Drive seven, seven and a half hours. Well, first of all, I'm gonna take a flight, and <laughs> and it'd be like forty five minutes. You know what I'm saying? And and, and yeah, and, it's a short flight. And also, I feel like if I did come to see you, it's gonna be more beneficial than you coming to see me. I love your cooking. I miss some cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like cookies. you always looked out for me. Actual cookies. Actual cookies. Actual cookies. Yeah, look. Oh. Right, right. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just a, hey, but I'm just saying really for the great, people who cranberry oatmeal cookies. You know what I'm saying? I actually make really good chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Chocolate chip. Oh. I make good baked goods, actually. Yeah. So it would be more beneficial. Yeah. Like if I came there, yeah. like I'm gonna get food. Well, she like, could bring the baked goods and bake here. She does, and she has. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I always got a request. And you probably got a lot more friends in Texas than you do in Kansas. No, she's from there. Honestly, well, do I'm from here? Oh, but I don't have I don't have a lot of friends here. I have a lot of family here. You got to remember, I'm one of five. Yeah. Um, and I grew up where if I don't know if y'all could kind of see where I'm at. Oh, the the trees, mad trees. These, I'm on the farm. That's y'all. beautiful. This is ranch. you know it ain't where a lot of trees at. out here. In like Dallas. this is beautiful. this is this is where that's the tomato patch. Beautiful. We've been, but um, I love it. So no, I have a lot of family out here. I do. I'll tell you what I miss about Texas. I miss black people. Mm. Yeah. Straight up, I miss. Um, Can we talk about this right? Entertainment. Quick? I know you do. Yeah. I'm so glad because we yeah. have me and her have these conversations all the time about black and white. We had one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like with you saying. I miss black people mm-hmm. and your mom is white. Your family is predominantly white on mm-hmm. that side. You know what I'm saying? Like how, I don't know. It's kind of like, how do you feel? My mom's married to a black man and most of her friends are black. So okay. <laughs> all the people that I would show you, if I was to take the camera around the corner yeah. of the house, they all black, black yeah. women, my, my stepdad, yeah. the woman sitting in with my grandma taking care of her, a black woman. Yeah. So let me tell you this, this family we know where Melting good pot. times roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's, um, I've had conversations about this with my mom. So it's an interesting kind of perspective because my mom is white. And she said, black people aren't as judgy We're not. about certain things as white things, people. Yeah. Yes. She said, it's more free flowing. People want to have a good time. Yeah. People are straight with you. She doesn't have to worry yep. because she knows if they have an opinion, they're going to tell they her tell you. and then we can move on. And yeah. we're going to let you know if we don't like your friend. White people, you'll be around right. motherfuckers for five years and they be like, I never liked that. Right. They just didn't know how to tell you. They never like you behind yeah. your back. Yes. Yeah. And I'd rather know, like, I, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know and so for me I would like to ask your mom what attracted her to black men though I do like did she ever um, date a white man I actually have had that conversation she had she was engaged to one before I was born 
before you were born. And um, is it really like once you said, go black, you never go back type thing? Like, and if so, why? Um, not because people people have said that, yeah. but not because it's like, oh, I fucked a black dude. I'm never gonna go back. Exactly. It's like I like the difference in what I dated. I like the culture. I like mm-hmm. all the things that you just spoke about about us being up front, no sneaky shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what made her consistently? That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. I think socially, she enjoys herself more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she said that black men have always made her feel beautiful because my mom is not a smaller woman. Oh yeah, she got them hips. Um, mm-hmm. If you had yeah. seen me previously, mm-hmm. I uh, tend to take after my mom yeah. um, in shape. And um, she said that black men have never made her feel like she needed to be anything different than, physically yeah. than what Anytime she was. Just so and my mom was hey, real chill. It's acceptance. Hey, I like a little mm-hmm. jiggle. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? Some stretch marks. My mom would be telling me eat all the time. Yeah, and a dimple that ain't in your face. Ask with some stretch marks. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me some oatmeal pies and so, tiger stripes. <laughs> All of that. That's and I've had these conversations with my mom. I I don't know. I'm talking to Aunt about this a little bit. My mom and I have a very open relationship. I have a lot of conversations with yeah. her about race and. You know, I came up in, I was born in the 80s. And so I always tell people that I was born before mixed kids were an accessory. Mm. So um, I was Boy, basically that's a fact, that's what they like, are now. yeah. And so, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves, but that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Um, but for me, it's a whole, I, it's a whole nother topic. But for me, um, I was born before like Kim Kardashian had a mixed kid, you know, yeah. and before it became popular. Well, and so my mom West remembers. Yeah, my mom remembers going out to the store with black kids and how she was treated by people. But one thing that is interesting she talks about is she was treated differently by both black women and white women. Of course. Oh, yeah. Which, duh. Black women don't fuck with you because you got a a black dude. Exactly. And white folks going to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, you slow. It ain't even the kids. It ain't even the kids. Right. They're going to be honest. And she... um. She would. She has admitted to being treated differently when she would go out without her kids. But there's a benefit so my to mom, yes. biracial stuff, though, Niche. Because like I've told you before, I was like, yes, you are black. Me and you both kind of had, you used to always tell me, like, don't make jokes because I'm black. I got you. But I did yeah. tell you, there are some white traits in you that make you beneficial all the way around. <laughs> like, come on, I, I get it. Culturally, yeah. culturally, I have absorbed both. Yeah, you are very um, sound. I think because my mom is leans. Yeah. Uh, socially more towards um, my black side because that's she's married too. She's been married twice, both the black men. All her friends mostly are black, um, mm-hmm. except for the ones that she's had from grade school. My yeah. mom has a core group of friends from when she was in grade school. They have been friends but that's for the thing about over the country, 50 right? years. So, um, but I think that um, I'm really lucky to have the perspective I have. I mean, y'all saw I grew up on a farm in Kansas, but I always say that I am black with a white mom because I don't want to not acknowledge the fact that I do have a white mom, but I need to be mindful and aware of the fact that the world doesn't see me as a white woman. Um, And I've told Aunt this multiple times is when I walk out of the house, they might not know what I am, but they know that I am not white. Yes. And so it is irresponsible for me to move in the world that doesn't see me as white, expecting the privileges of a white person. It's irresponsible to myself. Mm. Yeah, you got some privileges. I need to use some of them too. I need to borrow I I will not disagree that I have white skin privilege. I will not disagree that my family and I call it pretty people privilege. I won't disagree that I have that because attractive (laughs) people do get more things in in life. Um, (laughs) I won't disagree that I have education as a privilege. 
And I won't disagree that um, my background is a privilege, yeah. like growing up on a farm, but yeah. also growing up with my dad's side of the family. Um, I told a girl, I that, hold privilege. on, Donish, I told a girl that one day, I said, she was pissed. I said, you're getting a lot of jobs because how pretty you are. Mm. In a certain, so, not, and I wasn't yeah. trying to be a dick. I was just like, in certain hmm. positions and certain offers you're getting mm-hmm. that you may not get because you're attractive. Right. Mm. It's just and like I being a black man. In certain, yeah, but in certain positions as a black man, you're mm-hmm. not a black man who's friendly. Mm-hmm. Like, niece, you know a couple of friendly guys I've known. Those guys, mm-hmm. they going to get some shit that I won't get. Right. Because That's they, if you get a call to get in the door in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to There's recognize and realize that. that they screen resumes. Yes. And I have to recognize that I am also a light-skinned, maybe more attractive woman with a name that is Lanisha. Yeah. So I have to recognize that there are certain barriers that I have just because of the name that I was given. People I have been wow. told before, when I met like a client I was working with, when I met them in person after talking on the phone, they it was a black dude, looked me in the face and said... I thought you would be darker. You are now yeah. listening to The Reality Is. They trying to the sink their teeth in. They act like we friends. Whole time is pretense. So whole time on defense. Good evening. I walked out the precinct. No evidence to keep me. I'm top dog, no secret. Oh, there's no secret at all. Can't nobody reach me, dog. Can't nobody reach this far. What's good, man? This is episode 353. This is a bonus episode. You know what I'm saying? We still in the off-season? Yeah, we still in the off-season, man. Okay. So this is what I'll say about that. Let's 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 talk about that real quick. Oh, okay. The new season, if you want to be honest, it's kind of already here. It is here. We just it's decided inside of us. Yeah. And, and also we decided not to like be extravagant about the presentation of the new season hey. or whatever. I just wanted to get back yeah. to the business of recording. Mm-hmm. Now we're back to now. This is the thing. Am I gonna stop the reality? Is am I gonna move it to something else? What am I gonna do? I'm still figuring out. all these questions. Don't worry about all that. Don't just worry. listen, Dan. Just, just listen. Like but music we, used to say. We're gonna figure that part of it out. Yes. But we are here. We're just gonna continuously it, record. Just right. We may stop for a little bit. We may come, but we're gonna always keep coming, man. That's right. So how you doing, bro? You doing all right today? Today, how am I doing? I'm doing good today. Yeah, I'm doing good today. Yeah, today's a good day. Today's a good day. Been Spider, you good this week? Yeah. I thought he was gonna let me talk about how. I just want to. I just wanted to interrupt you, Spider. He just. <laughs> I was like mid drink, and not being funny. That's why I did it on purpose because I saw him eat something and swallow, and I was like, "Let me catch this." <laughs> no, nah, but go ahead, Frank. Spider, no, 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 no. I'm good, man. I just felt the way. Like, yo, can I get it out? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm fucking with you. I'm doing good. It's been a good week. Yeah, yeah. So we're in this building, man. Um, whoa, whoa, how you feeling, man? I'm. I'm. You know what? Everybody said you're doing a check in, nigga. So you know what? It, it, it's crazy that you say that. I appreciate you saying that. Yes, sir. Because how many times we talk about when somebody needs something, they just call you. They don't care about <laughs> how you're doing, what you're mm-hmm. doing, or what you're going it's all through. About what I need. It's just what I need, and they come to that point where they like, yo, I need this from you. But it's like, have you even acknowledged my existence at this point? Right. All right, now back to Spider. Spider, you good? Just two, two thumbs up, man. We ain't shit if he ain't back there recording. That's we right. We can want to come in. Super engineer. That's what people don't understand. And if you listen to our podcast and you do visit MZ Studios, I'm going to give flowers to Spider today because that nigga literally runs everybody's show. Everything. Every day, morning, noon, and night. And sometimes 8 to 10 and past 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Giving it to him, man. So we appreciate it. I wanted to start doing some listener add-on topics. I was about to throw that bitch to Lanisha when we did the little, you know, quick and real quick before the show. But yeah. they, I, somebody sent me this little clip. They've been sending memes, and 
normally on the podcast, we don't really answer any questions every yeah. now and again. We do. So I wanted to start bringing this in. But they said men have better sex with emotionally unstable women. <laughs> and when I saw that, they, you know, they had a little thing and the girl was on top and she like she was ravishing the guy. And I'm like, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I don't want no crazy bitches. Mm. I can't say that I've actually had sex with someone who's emotionally unstable. Mm. When I think emotionally unstable, I think you are all over the place. You could cry while I'm fucking you. You probably still uh, want yeah. another guy or your ex while I'm oh. smashing. <laughs> now, of course, that's happened because I've yeah, also yeah, talked yeah. about um, being a part of the Ringling Brothers where I'm. it's me and I'm the side right. guy and, and it's a woman. You know what I'm saying? Gina calls it a throuple. A throuple? Mm-hmm. I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> nah. Especially if you're emotionally unstable. Not at, not at all. The best intimate acts I've had have been with people that I genuinely love. Yes. Somebody I genuinely love, I feel safe with, mm-hmm. and I know that the pillow talk will stay on the pillow. Mm-hmm. An emotionally okay. unstable woman, the pillow talk is not staying on the pillow. This is true. This is true. But you know what, though? I, I think I can, I don't know where they were coming from with it, but I think that when it comes down to it, emotionally unstable women, that you know, there's extremes to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they either be crazy or, I mean, unstable, meaning like they're not always the same. Yeah. But they also show the extreme side. See, if, if the girls was there, they'd be like, you can't say crazy. Yeah, you can. They, they ain't here. here. I'm a crazy bitches. Yeah. But, um, but I think that when it comes to like sex. I was about to say, they ain't here no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm understanding that an unstable, a mostly unstable woman is probably also a woman who is very open and free with her emotions during sex. Yeah. Which is why they say maybe that's the best sex. Uh, Maybe yeah, I, I would know. beg to differ. Spider, you like emotionally unstable women. <laughs> I like to be the emotionally unstable one. <laughs> so I go for you know <laughs> chicks that have their shit together, got their shit together, and then'll put up with my shit. Hey, you know what's so funny? I remember dating this girl to speak about that. She was a little bit emotionally unstable, mm-hmm. and I was always kind of like the straight and narrow. Yeah, like yo, we need to plan for this. The we balance. Need to, yeah, we need to make sure this is this. And she used to hate that. She respected it, mm-hmm. but she hated it because it was so opposite to who she was. You know what I'm saying? And then she started dating a guy that was just like her. Oh. Lights out in a month. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. everybody, it can't be both parties being the same way. No. You may have some attributes or things that are the same, but to be totally the same, I don't ever want to date somebody who's just like me, bro. No, but I mean. We ain't getting far. No, I agree with you. And I think that it's because, like, in my mind, what what helped me visually like see what you're talking about is a puzzle. So it's like a puzzle piece. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't want some. I don't want. Look, if we have a puzzle and two pieces are exactly the same, we yeah. ain't gonna match. No. I need somebody who's who can who can be strong where I'm weak, and yeah. I can be strong where they weak. Or maybe this characteristic of mine is 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 more polished than theirs here, so yeah. I can help them learn something. And then maybe their characteristic here is stronger than mine, and then I can learn something. And you can build, and we come together. So I got to do this. This popped in my head. Now that we're doing things a little different, Spider. This is what popped in my head. Do you remember that uh, the game and Kanye West song couldn't get far or wouldn't get far? Oh, yeah. Can you play us a little bit of that? Because that's what I thought about when I said we won't get far <laughs> if me and that person are the same. And it made me think of this song. That's right. how my brain works. <laughs> uh, you remember this? Hey, quick with that. It's a solid one. You, baby, and I find you. Come on. 
Bro, I, this is your type of shit, Frank. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Kanye Watch beats? this, though. I done been around the world, been around the block, been around hoes to fuck Biggie and Pac, like Vita Guerrero. Ash took her to the top. She'll give you some brains. You let her throw up the rock. Let her put on I cannot shame. believe you ever heard this, bro. Yeah. Oh, you're okay. It's been a while. It's been a minute. What is this from? Is this the games? That's the game. Pretty sure. Let's see. It's the beat that I love. The exactly. Yeah, it was off of Doctor's Advocate. That's what it is. What year was that? How you get that? We drive a Honda Accord. That's what everything on Instagram is right now. Yeah. People thinking they bigger than what they are. And people yeah. out here driving Honda Accords, Hyundai's, Civics, and everything else. 2006. Long time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Dallas has always been known for the thirty thousand dollar millionaire. Yes, they like bro. That that is the online culture. Thirty thousand dollar millionaire. My home. Shout out to Crystal Galloway, man. She told me that shit when I first moved here. She's like, it's a lot of niggas out here that's thirty thousand millionaires. Take us home, Kanye. Like How many topless black foxes did I have under my belt? Like boxes, not to brag, but if it add up, on to nigga, that's mad nuts. Game, you mad nuts. How you gonna like call it. out all? These bitches knowing damn what they Back. gon' call me. The only dream of that ghetto palm queen was to make it to the screen. Maybe get seen, maybe get chose by a nigga from a team. Head so good, he don't ask for a pre. Uh. Now ask yourself this question, uh. Would you be with Jay-Z if he wasn't CEO? Would you be with F-A-B-O if he drove a Neo? Would you ride with Neo if he was in the Geo? But why the hell you think these bitches coming at me for? But since they all fall in my palm, I take a trio. Yo, All right, man, cut. I appreciate that. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about, man. We're going to jump to something real quick. Mental Tao, bro. Like, you told me about this weeks ago. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Najee. Shout out to Rob. We've been talking about the Mental Tao documentary. It's real shit. And you told me about it. What was your thought process? And for people who don't know the listeners, who don't know Mental Tao, back in 2012, it was a senior season at Notre Dame. Great year. Yeah. And... Uh, middle linebacker from Hawaii, he lost his grandmother mm-hmm. uh, to cancer. And then Lene Kakua, his girlfriend, air quotes, quote unquote, she passed away. And it literally catapulted him to have the best Man. season any linebacker in college football could have. He did it had. for them. Bro. He did it for them. That nigga played at a, he played outside of his body. Outside of himself. Out of body experience. 12 and 0, Heisman Trophy. And, and and fucking no, well, he didn't. I don't think yeah, he, he didn't win it. He, he didn't win, win it. it. Yeah, but he was runner a Heisman Trophy runner. He was up. a finalist. He was a finalist. Yeah. And like they said in the documentary, the only reason he got that far is because of the stories the along story. with his play, bro. Yeah. Catfish before catfish, catfish even began, bro. nigga. That was probably the initial like publicizing of catfish situations. And you know, like what it made me think about, man, it's like okay, as a man, as a man, um, bro. that can happen because. Bro. For as a man, most of the time we don't really allow our emotions to get wrapped up no, into a relationship. No. But when you're talking about like a a long distance situation, bro, this dude who yeah. was pretending to be yeah. a chick, well, not well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. He was definitely a man, but inside of himself, he felt like he was a woman. Yeah. But his whole life, you know what they say? They say family, faith, and football. And he was a that's, preacher's kid. That's their culture. Renaya, yeah. 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 That's their culture. So he definitely inside himself felt like he was a man. So I was going to say he was pretending to be a woman. But to him, he wasn't he pretending. He wasn't pretending. But this thing was like changing his voice when he called, called him and him. everything. And that shit sounded just oh, sexy. man. Just bro, like a regular woman. crazy. Man. But, but that shit, a, a long distance relationship appeals more to the emotions and the intellect because you don't got the physical. And that's why. The nigga needed that but shit. But that's why I always say. 
that long distance relationships are dangerous. Even if you know the person mm-hmm. to be real, right? A lot of emotions are tied into a that lot. shit. You can't even address those emotions immediately. He talked about like if it wasn't long distance, she wouldn't have been able to play that death game on him. Of course, like no. she died and passed away and came back. Well, first of all, she wouldn't have been able to do anything no. because <laughs> he, like he said in the first six months, he was wanting to see her. Yeah. When you connect with a person and you love a person, or you start fucking with a person in long distance, you want them to be in your presence, right? Physically, and sometimes you 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 crave it. You crave the the physical yes, presence. You yeah. do. I had a homegirl who didn't live here, Italian chick, Canada. Mm-hmm. Wanted to try something long distance. Couldn't do it. Been knowing her for years. Back in Canada, I was like, yo, I can't. I don't do long distance. Mm-hmm. I'm honest enough to know that long distance will get you on the, yeah, you're going to be out of there quick. Yeah, yeah. So for me, when I watched this and I saw what he was going through back in the 2012 Bro. when it came out, I was like, damn, I felt like he had betrayed me. So I was just like, I'm a fan of this guy. Uh-huh. He had got all this publicity, yeah. money, everything, high draft pick, mm-hmm. everything. But he actually was good too, though. He was hella good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, of course, people paid more attention to him because of his story. Because of that, he that's, was a God fearing guy. Shit, he was yeah. loyal. He, he was, was perfect. He was perfect. He was bro. a perfect kid for, for outside. Notre Dame. Only, only other nigga that was more perfect to him in college football was Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, yeah, and Tim Tebow <laughs> was pretty. God, he might have been that Jesus, motherfucker nigga. was Jesus of college Jesus, football. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he bro. walk on water. He man. walk on water, and, and he was right behind him. That's what I'm saying, bro. He was. That story killed it. And I literally judged him because I was like, damn, this nigga fake than a motherfucker. Like, when I first heard this, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. how are you out here getting... I, well, nobody even thought it was catfish. They was just like, damn, this nigga lied about having a he girlfriend lied, yeah. to make himself yeah. be bigger. And that's not even what it is. And that's not what happened, though. To see it and watch no. him tell the story and his emotions, this nigga loved this girl. He did. Do you understand? Emotionally. He literally loved a person he that loved didn't exist. He loved a person that didn't exist, man. He fell in love with a person that didn't exist. But do you not understand why he fell in love with a person? Because of the communication. Right. Which shows people, which is a part of everything we talk about. The support. The support, the communication, and saying words that encourage him. Right. Do you understand? At a time that he needed to hear them. That he needed to hear them. It made me think about a time back in, literally, nigga, I graduated in 2001. So this is probably like when I was 16. So we talking. Graduated what? High school? High school. Like 98, 99, bro. I remember when dial-up was a big thing. Remember them chat rooms? Yeah. I literally got found a home. I'm still cool with the girl to this day. In the chat room? Like From a Yahoo chat room on Yahoo AOL, bro. <laughs> that ASL. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to see him get got, I never got got. It was never like that. Right. But this woman was a real person. She was from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my homegirl, Rebecca. Like, we literally, nigga, still cool to this day. Never met her still to this day. In Follows person. me on Instagram in person. Okay. But I feel like I know That's more about her shit, than I've known yeah. anybody. So when I saw him get took, I was like, oh. Mm. Because when I first met this chick, we was just cool, 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 bro. I'm in high school. She was showing some love, talking that shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I literally used to be on the phone or on the internet with this motherfucker all the time. Hours. Yo, man. That's what people crazy. don't understand how good communication is. It's huge. And if you can communicate with somebody better at long distance than when they're around you, that's a sign. That's a real sign. That's a sign for you. You know, and, and the thing about it too is because I was the whole time that I was watching, I totally forgot about it, honestly. Yeah. But too. I was I was watching it and I was like, damn, I remember that shit. And I remember without seeing this, I remember the the narrative was, oh, this nigga lied and shit. This nigga made some shit up. Yeah. Just to, to feel get publicity, feel sorry for himself, yeah. hype himself up. Cause you know, people, yeah. people do that. They yes. create stories of hype. Especially now on social media age. Yeah, but when I saw that shit and I was like, oh, I get it. This motherfucker was very supportive, yep. very loving. And and then it, it didn't hurt that 
they were from the same culture. Yes. Because now this motherfucker. She was a uh, Filipino. Notre, yeah, all yeah. the way in Notre Dame. He's he's all he's from Hawaii or wherever he's from. Um, he's talking to somebody who's who's supporting him and also aware of his same culture. kind of religion, right. same culture, and, and, and a place where he's feeling isolated. Yeah, yo, that that shit. It was like a perfect storm. So think about being isolated in life, and then you meet somebody and it's long distance, and mm-hmm. you talk. It's yeah. easy. It's easy. It's easy to fall. It's easy to get played, and it's easy for it to work. It's actually easier to fall when you're when you're just doing long distance if it's just conversation, it's just conversation, because it's all emotion. It's you're all gonna, emotion. You're gonna try to link in or, or lock into something, and once you do. Like it's ball game. Oh, even easier than if it's in person. If it's in person, because easier. there's no energy to say this turns me off or that turns me off. Right. It's just words, bro. Honestly, long distance is pretty much online dating. Yeah, pretty much. To, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In a sense, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I wanted to talk about. Uh, you had a topic where you were talking about audio messages are a great way to communicate <laughs> when emotions are high. I yeah, wanted to yes. talk about this because I agree. Uh huh. Yeah. I agree yeah. that. Honestly, if you think about now how we communicate, even me and you, bro, yeah. we do text messages and when we really have something to say, yeah. we leave an audio message. Right. To, or, or get on the phone. Or we get on the phone. Right. But it's almost like talking directly is the third option now. Yeah. It's text, audio message, get on the phone. Right, right, right. You call somebody. I know if somebody called me and say something short, I'm like, you could have texted me that. Right. You could have <laughs> sent me an audio message. I tell my mom that all the time. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. could have sent me an audio message. Right. But why do you feel that way? Well, you know, I think that when we when we look at technology and we look at everything that's that's happening with us, like everything is expanding. Yeah. And so so being a communication Jedi as was put placed on me. Jedi. I'm a communication Jedi. <laughs> um, I realized that there's different forms of communication. Yeah. Not everything is conversation. Yeah. Not everything needs to be a discussion. Like you said, some things you've sent can be sent in a text message. Yeah. But why I said that is, is really it's, you're the reason why I said this shit because I'm like, this is the only thing I know that, that we send all, me that, audio that's messages. That's the only way we talk, bro. That's literally the only way me and you talk. I was like, this dude sent me audio messages all the time. But what I started thinking about was situations that I've been in recently yeah. where I've been in arguments. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? When they you, get to get their shit off. Yeah, when you in a in a live Argument, it's very difficult and it's very dangerous because you're just speaking from emotion. You're speaking you from don't emotion. have any filters. You no five to, second rules. Yeah, it's, no com- it's really a competition. It is in conversation. Lucas, it's a competition. Say it again one more I'm time saying, for the listeners. It's a competition in conversation. If I had an organ, I'd be like, <laughs> like the <bed> to check. <laughs> Yo, that's real shit. So, so I was like, you know what, man? Like, cause I was laughing at you. Yeah. Really, I was like, this thing always said to be audio yeah. messages. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I've been in situations where if if I was able to. Uh, speak my position yep. without any type of interruption mm-hmm. and without any emotion. Yep. The person was able to listen to it and then respond. We probably would have got down the road a lot faster a lot quicker, bro. than a live conversation. So I've dated girls and I've dated girls who literally, when they are mad, it's only text and it's only audio. Ah. So they can get their shit off and they can get their shit off without an immediate response. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes while somebody else is talking, you're trying to gather your thoughts. Of course. Yeah, you're, you're trying to really listen. Yeah, the first yeah. part, you're like, oh, he said something that I want to respond to. Oh, right. now oh he's in the God. middle. I got to say something <laughs> to that. And that's why you get in when you start talking after that uh, person's talking. Yeah. You either forget or you interrupt them because you can't forget the thought. You can't. I got to get it all. I got to get this I shit. I got to get it all. I got to tell them how I feel. Yo, so, okay, so shout out to Gina. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> G Lounge. I love this girl, man. But, but we have different communication yeah. styles. 
Yeah. She wants to talk to me yeah. and list out everything she wants to say yeah. for 45 minutes yeah. before I can respond. What all women, what woman don't. Right. Well, okay, so it's, it's, it's a very, woman thing. Oh, okay. nigga, it's very few that I know that don't do okay. that. Okay, so for me, though, yeah. like I'm even when I'm talking, yeah. if you got something to say based on what I just said, I'm going to stop, let you respond, and then I'm going to get back to it. Like, yeah. I'm good at at least getting back yeah. on track. I don't get thrown off yeah. if you interrupt me. If you interrupt me. But some people, like I women, get thrown off. <laughs> I get thrown, get thrown, baby. That's why you do all yeah. your messages. Yeah. But she cannot stand when when she's talking. Yeah. And I even if I say, oh, for real, like I can't even say shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. gotta sit there, gotta sit there and, and listen. And yeah. that's that I've told, we've had conversations. I was like, yo, listen, we have opposing communication styles. Yeah. We must find some common find ground. Common ground. And, and like I said, yeah. if I say something, it doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. I'm just responding to what trying you to said, get it off, man. giving a comment real quick, and then I'm gonna shut up. But also let's think about it in a black ho- household. You either were raised to where you couldn't really voice your opinion. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, I'm saying whatever the fuck I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Fuck what you talking fuck, about. But white people, they always know how to play the game. If you ever watch movies, bro, they always know how to play the game to be cool and make the black person or the person that they're coming after fuck over themselves. Mm-hmm. They've learned the game of patience and they've learned the game that you don't have to use your fist and your words to come at a motherfucker. Right. You can just talk like you're talking right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why sometimes we get mad because we say what we got to say. Somebody saying what the, and then we realize it just a build up, a build up until it's over. Right. And then after the fact, you be like, damn, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But nobody could shut the fuck up for five seconds. Exactly. To let the other person get their shit off. <laughs> I've been guilty of that. And I think yeah. any nigga that we've ever known has been guilty of that. Right. And like I played Nipsey Hussle's song, I think it was uh, top 10 or yeah, I think it was top 10 where he said we have to learn to respond differently when we're being disrespected. Oh, no Even doubt about amongst it. disrespect, no it, yeah. you cannot let people make Yo. you respond like a hothead. But and this is the other thing. It's not it's not even it's not only just that. Like yeah, that's true. great advice. But in this climate that we live in, um, you're always gonna be as a black person, yeah. you're always gonna be looked at as an aggressive motherfucker. No matter what. It's never going away. It's never going away. So if you away. give them that kind of energy, even if it's the energy of it's not ten, yeah. but it's seven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna be like, oh, this nigga's on yeah. ten. But and then they're not gonna listen to anything, anything you, you gotta saying. say. So the best thing you can do is learn your words and learn your vocabulary yeah. because that's how you gotta speak to them white motherfuckers, especially right. the ones that are up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean I'm trying to be better. That's what milk to food is, but not white motherfuckers, but white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you gotta talk to these people and let them know how you feel and where you stand because like I just said. Me saying white motherfucker turns them off. Right. And me and, saying white people are Caucasian people, somebody may listen to me a couple of words further. Right. It's just European American. Let's just go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> However we want yeah. to do it. But you know what I'm saying? We no, just I have totally to learn know. how to use our words and we also gotta know who's in front of us. But I also I think that not only for for when we're interacting with white people, but you know, like for me with kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I it's oh, important for, sure. for me to to, to interact with my kids, even when I'm pissed off. Yeah. Like, I, I need to interact with them a way that they can see that even when I'm upset or I'm in disagreement, that I'm able to articulate how I feel how without I feel. showing you how I feel. Yeah. Because if I show you how I feel, you're going to either gonna be intimidated, you're yeah. going to be turned off, you're going to be scared, yeah. and you're not going to listen to what I'm saying. At so all. I got to be able to be, articulate to you, this is a problem that I have. I'm in disagreement with yeah. you. I'm in opposition. But it's still a conversation. Yeah. This, t- you just know my position. You know my position. I'm gonna hitch my uh, wagon to yours okay. with you talking Let's with us go. talking about audio messages are a great great way to communicate when emotions are high. That's true. It made me think about things women can do that men can't while mm. dating. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Like falling asleep early without contacting <laughs> the person saying, "Hey, 
I'm going to sleep. Right. They do that shit. I know at least for me, I'd be like, all right, man, they must have fell asleep early. No big deal. Right. No big There's deal. There's no way a nigga could contact his lady at 530 or 6 o'clock and she don't hear from that nigga again mm. to the next morning. Oh, oh man. Without some being some fire and brimstone coming at your goddamn head, nigga. And I think nigga, about she that. She's going to be calling for the whole night. And if you she don't. come through. She might pull up. <laughs> and I literally I, We should have kept Lanisha on this motherfucker To where it's like Why is it like that bro To where it's like Literally women do Some of the same shit We do but it's like If they do it We just be like Alright she fell asleep Even if we are Trying to get in contact With her You know what a But crazy we thing. cannot do that shit Without allegations Of sleeping with somebody Even if we ain't Touched a 10 foot pole This is the wildest Shit about it is And this is one of those Just It's just the, the laws Of fucking human I guess Yeah Men and women You know like We got this segment That we really have to create You know men are from Mars Women are from Venus yeah. Because the, there's different laws for this shit bro this i mean there's some things in in a dating situation like we're talking about there's some things that i've experienced as a man from a woman i said if i did that shit nigga she break up with me you're cooked i'm done you're cooked but i'm sitting there and i and it's not like i got a problem taking it because as man we don't give a fuck like don't give a i'm fuck. not reading too far into it if you say this is what it is this is what it is what it i'm is. done with it women don't take that shit nigga, if you say you go listen if it's 9 30 a.m and you say that you go on a target and you come back at 6.30. Don't let Target be around the corner. I'm saying. And even if it is, nigga, if you come back at 6.30, because this is what I know. You went to Target. Yes. Then you, because this is what you didn't yes. tell me. You told me you was going to Target. But what you ended up doing was going to Target. Yeah. Then you went and called your friend. You yeah. went to brunch. Yeah. And then y'all went out for, to a day party yeah. and did all this. I don't want to explain myself <laughs> to nobody. I'm saying. And no. I'm telling you like Shit this. happens. I am an adult and I tell any relationship I've ever been in, I'd be like, yo, Whatever you, I've said this on the podcast, whatever rules you have for me, put them on yourself. No, yeah, you said that before. If you fall asleep at six and whatever, <laughs> and you forget, then give me that same range. Yeah. If you go out with your girls and your phone died or you right. left the phone in the car, give me those same possibilities. Right. It goes to the point of everybody, be hard how you judge people. Because yeah. at some point, you're going to need somebody's forgiveness. Right. So you got to be leery on how hard you're judging people. But I think that's funny, man. But it's a lot of uh, catch 22s and. Whatever oh, yeah. else, it's so a but, but, field, but this is just one of them things where I'm like, women literally do a lot of shit a whole lot that of they shit. get away with that niggas could not get away if with, we even did. in the same situation. If we did that shit, it'd be a big fucking. It's problem. a big fucking like, thing, bro. That's weird shit to me because as men, like you said, you know, like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'm not gonna do shit to you that I wouldn't want you to do to me. But what? for women, yeah, that shit different. don't matter. What do you think your woman would say if you came home and you was like, "Yo, bitch, you sleeping on the couch? I ain't sleeping. You're not sleeping in here with me." You're sleeping on the couch. I've always said, I've never lived with anyone, but if a woman ever says, you're sleeping on the couch, I'm getting everything and I'm bringing it right back to the bed. Yeah, oh, yeah, just because. Just and based I'm going to take up 75% of the bed if you tell me I'm supposed to sleep I'm on the couch. I'm going to do everything that you don't like me doing in the bed. This just is because I, I'm an asshole. I don't, not just because I'm an yeah. asshole, but I'm very rebellious in that way. I'm you leaving the house. Fuck to do, if you I'm tell grown. me this, Exactly. If you tell me to get on the couch, I'm leaving yeah. the house. I don't, wait, wait, wait. For, let me ask you a question. I'm just curious about this. Ask me whatever you want. I'm here. Do you think that it's a cultural thing? Because I don't know a lot of brothers that would just be like, okay, I guess I'm going to go sleep on the couch. I ain't never heard them either. I, I just say I ain't never heard that. And I, I ain't never been in a situation where, where it a bitch told me to go sit, go on, the sit on the couch. Go I'm, sleep on the what? couch. What? What the you fuck you say? We both pay the bills here. What you talking about? It made me think about Breaking Bad when- <laughs> we going to uh, sleep in the bed mad. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, I've seen it before. Uh, you ever watch Breaking Bad, Spider? Yeah. It was that part when Skyler told Walt to get out. <laughs> and Walt was like, everything I've done, mm -hmm. I didn't cheat. Yeah, I lied. You know, he was cooking methamphetamines. Yeah. She told him to get out. So he left. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, she walking all over this guy. 
Walt was gone for like a week and he was like, you know what? Fuck that. He broke into his own house. <laughs> and when Skylar got home, he was in the house. And she literally pulled up, saw the car. She was like, called him. She's like, Water, you in the house? That nigga opened the blinds in the front window. I was like, yeah, I'm here. Come on in. She's like, you got to get out of here. I told you to leave. He was like, Skylar, this is my house. My name is on the lease. You can't just make me leave. Right. That's Women TV have been shit. having power for too That's long TV to shit, just man. make people do shit. That Fuck nigga came here, man. Hey, he came and sat in that house. She called the police to make him leave. When they came over, they was like, he's a loving father. He taking care of y'all. Why you want him to go? Just because shit ain't right. Right. I tell women all the time, if you are in a relationship and it's not working, you can leave too. Right, exactly. The man ain't got to always be the one to give up the house and give up everything. You can leave too. Nah, nah. If he don't want to go and you ready to go and he ain't cheated or done nothing, you can leave too. Go on. There's there's a door right there. That's the door and you you got money. You don't have to be here. Hey, you don't have to be. Men have always had to take care of themselves. And yeah, even man, when we couple up with a relationship, most men don't get a woman that takes care of them. They're taking care of that woman. I'm not going nowhere. Nah, we're not. We, we got we to gotta have a different kind of conversation. If you need me to just be on this side of the house for a minute yeah. while you gather, that's cool. But don't be trying. I'm not your fucking kid. You can't no. just kick me out of my own house. It's done. That's not happening. I'm going to take a quick intermission. We ain't going nowhere. But I wanted to talk about college football coming back. I just want to give a real quick shout out to Notre Dame. Okay. Um, you'll probably see me wearing this hat pretty much <laughs> the whole fall. Well, some whole, kind of memorabilia. The whole winter is <laughs> it, Notre Dame. He's going to have a bad season. Shout out to Coach Freeman. He's the first black uh, head coach in the last 10, 20 years at Notre Dame since Ty Willingham. Do you remember Ty oh, Willingham? Yes, I remember Ty Willingham. You know Willingham. what I'm saying? So go Irish. Uh, Dustin, my guy, <laughs> I hope uh, you have a good game tonight, but I'm not rooting for the Buckeyes. No, not at all. Fuck them Buckeyes, man. <laughs> um, I had an altercation at Papado's, and I wanted to talk about how white people are not, white women are not the only Karens. Okay. I ran into a Mexican Karen. Okay. Literally, bro, I was sitting at the bar. Wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. Uh, for the Mexican Karens, we just can even give them another name? Karen's a white girl name. Well, Mexican, you want to call her Maria's? Maria, yeah. Maria don't Maria. snitch, man. Maria's, Maria's be holding it down. Okay, well, let's figure that out. Let's, a Blanca sound like a snitch. Blanca. Yeah, let's go with Blanca. Blanca <laughs> sound like a snitch. Lord, it's... You know what I'm saying? So, I ran into a... a, a I, Spanish word that means white. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I didn't, a, I didn't even think about... That's good shit. <laughs> let's go with that. That is very let's true. That may be the name of the podcast, Blanca. But no, real talk, bro. So, I walk in. I'm with a friend. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm going to sit down at the bar. I'm going to grab me something to eat, get a drink real quick. I'm off. They're off. We just catching up. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's in there trying to get at the bar, but it's packed. It's yeah, lunchtime. It's lunchtime. So we waiting. You know, the lady was like, hey, y'all want a booth? Now I was like, nah, you know, we want to do the bar. We don't want to look like we in a relationship. It's just two friends hanging out. Right. So we want the bar. Everybody's walking to buy. Nothing. This Mexican chick walks in. She walks the bar one time. She sees us waiting. She walks the bar one time. Then she waits by us. So a seat opens up and it's two seats. She gets up. She goes and sit in it. We've been waiting like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. She goes and sit down. My homegirl's like, you see that? I said, yeah. Then she got on her phone and I said, I bet she's calling somebody to come get in this seat. I'm going to take the other seat. Mm-hmm. I went and grabbed the other seat. When I grabbed the other seat, it was to grab the other seat for my homegirl to sit down. So I grabbed the other seat. I was like, yo, come up. She grabbed a seat. Blanca was like, what are you doing? I said, who are you talking to? She's like, that's my seat. I said, nobody's sitting here. She's like, well, they're on the way. I said, they're not here. Mm-hmm. I said, furthermore, why are you even talking to me? I said, we've been waiting for 30 minutes. You just got here mm-hmm. and you came and took two seats. She was like, well, how is that my fault that you weren't looking and I came and got the seat? Mm-hmm. You know the rules at the bar first come, first serve. I said, so again, is your person here? They're not. Shut the fuck up talking to me. Exactly. Grab the seat, sit in the seat. She just keeps going off. Mm. People don't know me, but my face started twitching. 
the person was like, you need to chill. She just kept talking. Kept talking. I said, bitch, are you going to call security? Because at this point, you should shut the fuck up talking to me before this shit escalates. <laughs> right. Mexican dude at the bar tried to take up for her. I said, I know you're taking up for your people. Don't get your shit smashed, bro. Right, right. right. Mind your business. Mind bro. your fucking business because she's out of pocket. I was embarrassed because I ended up looking up and I saw a couple of people that I knew at the bar. One guy was my trainer mm -hmm. and whatever, but they already knew the thing because she just kept going. That's your problem. Y'all think y'all could just do whatever. Who is y'all, yeah, bitch? Yeah, yeah, who's y'all? Who, Who the fuck about? is y'all? Right. I said, bitch, you think you white? You're not fucking white, and I'm going to show you you're not white. Keep fucking talking to me. Mm. Oh, you shouldn't be doing it. So time goes by. The other Mexican chick comes. She's telling her in Spanish, I understand this shit yeah. about me. Uh -huh. I said, as long as y'all bitches don't say negra. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I hear that shit, it's up. Right, it's a problem. It's a fucking problem. <laughs> so they steady talking, blah, 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 blah. The lady was like, why are you even talking to us? You were wrong for this. I said, you weren't even here. Right, bitch, shut the fuck Sh up. Shut up. You weren't even here. And I hate being like that. And then... This is what happened, bro. After all of that, bro, my homegirl was like, just chill out. I'm chilling. She was like, a chair just opened up down there. Go get it. I went and got it. She was saying, get it for myself. I brought it to the Mexican chick, slid the chair up. She was looked at me, had her ass. I literally slid that bitch right under her ass cheek. Here you go. She looked back at me like you got like she had shit on me. I said, so you don't want the chair? She's like, oh, that's because you know you're wrong. I said, I'm not wrong, but you are a lady who is standing up, and I will give you this seat before I sit down. She Nigga, still you're better than me. Exactly. She still was acting up. I said, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this shit. So I said in the chair, a black lady on the other side of my homegirl was like, you know you wrong for that. You was raised better than this. I said, are you fucking shitting me? I said, why do black people have to have all these rules on us about how we shouldn't do this and that? Right. All of them was like, you shouldn't be talking to a woman like that. Bitch, she shouldn't be talking to a man. Exactly. I am Talk a real, about. respectable, good man. Right. This bitch shouldn't be talking to me like that. Bro, my shit went the fuck up. And I was like, sometimes it sucks to be black and sometimes it sucks to be a man because there's literally no room for error. And everybody think they supposed to just be able to walk over you. Hey, Not today, out. bitch. I'm, I'm going to say it like this. Just like, like Chris Rock said. I got hot already. You know, I can tell. That's what I said. Take off some steam, bro. <laughs> but, you know, just like Chris Rock says, there's a difference between black people and niggas. Yes. There's a difference between queens and bitches. I'm sorry, bitch. Yes. I got no respect for you exactly. at all. And if you if you act like a bitch to me, I'm going to treat you like, treat you like a fucking bitch. Are. And I listen, I got nothing but respect for the women oh, in the world. But I them got words was sisters, created for something. I, you know. I got sisters, I got a mama, I got aunties, I got lady. Listen, I love women and yep. I'm very respectful. I know my role. But if you're going to be a if you're going to show some bitch shit to me, I'm going to treat you like a bitch. I'm sorry. You know and I mean I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me take I'm that. I'm not back. sorry. I'm actually not sorry no. because if you take it there, then I'm going to show you what it is. Bro, that you shit made I mean? me so Fuck mad, but here, like man. even when I left, I felt bad because I was just like this is not who I am. Yeah. This person you made, brought, that shit, you brought that shit out of me. And I tell people all the time, bro, anybody who really knows me knows I'm a good guy. I'm loving. I care for people. I'm loyal. If you see another side of me, you should check yourself and say, what have I done? Yeah. Because I don't come in nobody. I'm not going to beat your ass or do none Especially of that shit. Especially a stranger. A stranger, and bro. in public? Bro, she was talking so much shit and I literally I'm sat like, there for like five minutes up, letting man. her talk. And I was just like, nigga, I don't, man, look here. I remember telling you. I story. got a high tolerance for bullshit. Bro, I don't. I, I do. I don't. I do. I will snap I mean, your five shit. minutes is enough. Like, bitch, nah. you, you still fucking talking? Nah, bro. Because it, it, you go so long without saying shit, you explode. I, I got to tell you a story. 
Go, I'm with it. So I was at work one day. This was years ago. <laughs> yeah. I had just kind of moved to Texas. I just got a new yeah. job. And so I'm at I'm at work. And, and you know how it is. You go to a new job, motherfuckers try to test you and shit. So, you know, when the dudes try to test you, you can put that shit down and leave it alone. Like, nigga, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to, but, you know, you don't know me like that. So let's just let's just keep it pushing. Let's just keep it pushing. So, so there was this chick. Right, and mind you, I don't know these motherfuckers. Yeah. I just got to the job like a week. We at the table doing like a staff meeting, and this chick is going in on me. Like, and I'm looking around like, is this bitch talking to me? Yes. And I was like, listen, I know you don't know who I am. Maybe I look like a, you know, since now I'm being an asshole. Maybe I look like somebody you used to date or something like that, yeah. but I'm not used to motherfuckers talking to me. No. You're a woman, I know that, yeah. but the way you talking, them are fighting words. So if you want to step outside, then let's step outside. Outside, bro. Because I'm don't. i not going to fight with you on this level. I don't talk like that. Bro. You, you. These are fighting, this is fighting energy. Nigga, let's go outside if you want to go out. Frank, no, Frank, Frank, Frank. I'm like, well, y'all niggas letting her talk to motherfuckers Talk to me like sideways, this, And she don't even know me. I had a girl call me bitch one day, and I said, Ooh. man, I literally it was like if you were if you was a nigga, I'd fuck your shit up right now. <laughs> I'm like, you want to step outside? I mean, because that's how I feel right yeah. now. I'd you want to fight me? I would knock your shit Let's clean go, off, motherfucker. Hey, what the Indians used to do, bitch? I'll scap you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take that top Bro, right off. It's so, it's so much shit that Ooh. it's so much shit that men and women yeah no have doubt. to deal with. Mm -hmm. This is the thing, communication, bro. It's a way to talk to people. It's yeah. a way to play your play your role. It's a way to fall back. It's a way to come forward. Yes. You have to know and learn. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, I think I'm very intelligent and not because uh, I got college degrees or licenses or yeah, certifications. Yeah, yeah. None of that bullshit. It's because, yeah, I'm book smart. I'm street smart. And I understand humanity. I understand and people. I understand I love it. people. You can only be as smart as you want to be by understanding the person that's in front of you. Right. And most people don't give a fuck about who's no, in front of them. No, no, they no. just want to get their shit off. They want to say what they got to say. But it's like you cannot grow or be anything in life if you don't see the other side. Well, what it is is, is laziness. Right? Oh, that's, laziness. that's for sure. I deal with everybody else this way. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to deal with you the same way. Not yeah. being aware and conscious enough to realize that I'm in front of Anthony right now. Yeah. How does how can I communicate with this mom? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bro. I'm just going to bring in what I know from other people and hope that shit work. I done seen people, women, talk to other guys a certain way, and then they get to me, and I be like, I know you're used to talking to somebody else because right. you've lost your absolute I mind. <laughs> you've literally I, yeah, like, I could tell that I would you used this, to talking yeah. to certain You like, could tell you used to talking to somebody else because I'm not the one. This is not the way. Like, you can pack me. everything up and leave. <laughs> and I, in a relationship, in a friendship, yeah. even my mama. Right. You know what I'm saying? I always talk about you know, being able to have conversations with parents. And mm -hmm. I had a conversation with um, my parent and I was talking about a situation when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought about, you know, we always think about our upbringing and it, it has made us who, I, who we are. Yeah, no doubt. I remember being 17, 18, coming into my senior year and my mom was with a guy and they were engaged and supposed to be married. And my brother, it was his first and only marriage, and he was going, you know, through the process of getting there. Mm -hmm. My senior year, I took a trip with my homeboy. Shout out, BJ. We went to Atlanta. You know, I've told a story looking at colleges and stuff, came back, and the house was on the market. You know, mm -hmm. my mom ended up moving up here to Dallas. My brother ended up, you know, he had his own place, but he ended up getting, you know, moving in with his girl. Mm -hmm. So I was left by myself, 18 years old, after my high school, you know, after graduating. And I started to think one day and I was like, damn, bro, like 
my my therapist always told me you've dealt with abandonment issues like my dad, mm-hmm. my uncles, and so on and so forth. And I and I realized like this was an abandonment issue too. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes me say this because a lot of times we cover for people in our life, even though they're good people. And we talked about it last time. Good people do bad things. Mm-hmm. And I addressed it with my mom and I said, Ma, it made me think about one of the first times of abandonment at 18 when you moved to Dallas. You know, my brother right. got, you know, was getting engaged. And I, I was in that house, the first house we had ever had after being poor all these years, the first three, four bedroom house my mom was able to get on her own. We was there for a few years. They moved on. I'm there by myself for a couple of months until it sells. It sells. Mm-hmm. I have to go move where my brother was at, assume the lease. And my mom was like, yeah, you know, all of that happened. She was like, but we, uh, you know, we helped you pay the rent. I said, y'all helped me pay the rent because I was partially in this position because of y'all. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't for me to, you know, like dog my mom or say anything. But like I told her, I said, this was a moment that I realized that I was left behind. Mm-hmm. 18 That's years how old. Felt. That's how I felt. That may not have been your intentions, right. but that doesn't negate how I felt. Yeah. And too many times I've talked about it in black communities. And I'm saying this because it's a lot of kids that graduated recently. They're going to college. Some of them are still at home. Mm-hmm. Black people have to be more intentional about what to do with their kids. Mm, and what yeah, I mean no by that question. is yeah. we've talked about so many times Man. where we have kids and like there's people having kids at 18, 19, 20 and they had it, mm-hmm. but that ain't what they really wanted. Yeah. So now you got to spend the next 20 years of your life taking care of something. So you don't think when they turn 18, you want them gone yeah. because you want your freedom back. Right. But all you've Oof. done is ill-equipped another black person, mm-hmm. woman or man out into the world who doesn't know how to love, who doesn't know how to function, who doesn't know how to, you know, balance the checkbook, who doesn't know how to do all these things because they were not ready at 18, bro. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that's really important, what you're saying. In the position that you're talking about, that parent, you know, what what I think needs to happen, and I've done this, that's why I think it's important. I think what thing needs that what needs to happen is you have to start examining you know, what it is, what did I go through? Like, what did I go through and how did I want things to be different? I think we talked about this on one of the yeah. shows before. Even if it makes people that you admire look bad for a moment. Yeah. You got to call it like you said. Yeah. And, and I'm saying you have to think about what it is that you might have wanted at that time as a child. And then you got to give it to your kids. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, Bro, one, of the things, one. Yeah, one of the things that I thought about, I was, uh, I think, I remember I told y'all I was, and maybe we talk about everything. Yeah, we do. Time, yeah. So, yeah. but I remember I had, a, it was, I was, at, I was at a manpower event and somebody, TDJ? No, no, no. It was just in the community for okay. Texas. Um, and they asked, you know, what is it that you wish would have happened or would have been done differently as a kid? And one of the things that I said was, and honestly, I never thought about it until they asked. I wish somebody would have asked me how I felt about the shit that was happening when I was a kid. You know, I wish true. somebody would have asked me how I felt about my mom and dad being split up. I wish somebody would have asked me about how I felt about being in a situation where uh, I had now a stepmother that yeah. I really didn't know. You didn't know. Now I had a stepbrother that I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wish some, not to say it would have really changed anything, yeah. but it would have made me feel as a kid validated. But I have to say, like, in an in a, in a African community, they on that, it's, like, yeah, fuck the kids. Fuck you know what I'm saying? Kids, bro. You a kid, you just deal with whatever happens to you. And then, you know what I'm saying? We'll deal with it like that. So, so because of that. Yeah. How I treat my kids, I definitely ask them, hey, uh, yeah. this, this is what daddy's thinking about doing. This is what I was in this situation very recently. How do you guys feel about the decisions daddy's making? Because making. it's impacting Yeah, them. it's impacting so them. So what are your thoughts and about And they're at the age to where they can yeah. tell you. That's, that's why I've always, that's oh, why I've always, it's all good. That's why I've always said, it's, uh, that's why I've always said, okay, you got one? No, I want I just, that one. You got this? <laughs> all right. Can you reach that? My yeah, bad. It's, I get it. It's like, but it's like one of them things where it's like, um, like I was telling you the other day about, um, the uh, the brothers break down. 
So remember when we talked about we were cracking jokes about how when he was talking to his mom and he was she was like, oh, it's a white woman with a taco. Oh, this, this, <laughs> yeah. oh, this, that. That same scene, bro, because I went back and watched the movie and that same scene, guess what was happening? What? He remember at the end of that scene, he asked her, he said, mom, you you look at me and Terrell as our fathers. Mm. You don't love us the way you should because Ooh, you see our fathers. Wow. He was like, if you don't, if you love me, mom, get up and stand up and give me a hug right now. And remember, she was like, get away from me with that foolishness. Yeah. And I remember that's tell, real shit, bro. Yo. I said all the time, nothing against my mom. And I thought about this, bro. I remember talking to my mom one day. I was like, you didn't tell me or you didn't hug me or coddle me mm. in any way, really, when I was a kid. But I don't knock my mom because my mom was adopted and the family that adopted her, the extended family didn't care for her. When her family, when her adopted parents passed away, mm -hmm. they came after her for the land and money that her name was on. But my mom been so real, bro. She was like, I'm not going to fight them for it. They can have it. They can have it. She just kept moving. But it made me think about the lack of love in certain aspects of her life and the things that she didn't understand right. growing up. And I had to give her a little favor. But like I tell people all the time, <laughs> in between to, you learning and being a better human, even at our age right now, bro, we should still be talking about things that could better us. And like no, I told my mom, I need to hear growth. about your failures because your failures can help me not fall into that same hole, man. I mean, and, and, and what you're saying is important because... And you need to remember this shit because when you become a parent one day, <laughs> yeah, I know you gotta you gotta use all of this because you're giving some really good advice. How do we have a conversation? How do parents? Yeah, how does a parent have a conversation with their child about a situation that they believe in themselves that they have that failed? They failed. They but, failed their child, but that's the point, and they don't want to say that because how bad does that sound to say I possibly failed my child? Right. But you know what? You Ooh. can't help your child bounce back if no. you don't know that you failed them. You, or, you acknowledge, or, acknowledge. or acknowledge it. And you can't walk around continuing to think this shit that, oh, I'm a great parent or respect me as your parent because I'm your parent. No, 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 Just no, because no. I'm your parent. Just because I'm your parent. Yeah, no, I'm you made perfect. some mistakes. And we always want the government and America to look at the wrongs they've done. We want our jobs to look at the wrong they've done. We want churches and religion to look at the wrongs they've done. But do we ever look at the wrongs we've done and the ways we may have failed people to better that shit, bro. Are you being, you know, and I, this comes back to something that I talk about quite often um, is just being introspective, man. Yeah. Like, listen, I know we got a lot of opinions about everything else that's happening around everybody yeah. else. Yeah. But when was the last time you looked in the fucking mirror? At yo? yourself. <laughs> and really broke the shit down, like, and it admitted that you done, you done fucked up a situation. I got to tell you, man. So, and now, nah, you know what? This is a milk to food conversation, but I have to tell you, I've been in a situation recently where it was really put out on the table. Like, nigga, you didn't do this shit right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it affected three or four very important people, people in your life. Yeah. You know, like, and what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Here it is. You got to acknowledge we're, it. We're telling you that this is what it is. Yeah. Do you see it? If yeah. you see it. So what are you going to do to yeah. fix it? To rectify or that shit. What are you going to do to at least address that you clearly have maybe not handled the situation the best way? Bro, there's so many things. We got to stop deflecting shit, bro. We do a lot of deflecting. And I told you I did a brother's breakdown and I was looking at things as far as communication goes. And this movie was made in like 2002. Yeah, early. And I'm 20 like years 20 ago. years ago. And 20 years ago, after I watched the movie, I was like, some of the same things amongst black men and women are still the complaint. Listen. In this movie, I'm going to say this. In this movie, remember D.L. Hughley? He was married to his wife. Mm -hmm. Married. He took her at home, took her to kids. Mm -hmm. They had been married five years. What was the issue? Sex. Mm. They separated because he was like, I can't get head. From my own wife. Mm -hmm. And remember, she was like, oh, I feel like it's nasty. My mama said <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, can't. Yeah. That's real shit now. Yeah, that's real shit. I've been through that shit. Yeah, the problem you know? is she always felt that way. She always felt that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then 
I remember, you know, Bill Bellamy was going through a lot of shit with black women. Now, he was a player, and there's a lot of niggas out yeah. there to be like, nigga oh, black women ain't. Well, yeah, black women ain't shit. No, nigga, you a player, that's why you getting this shit. Right. But it was a part where he talked about not getting certain love, and I think a lot of times we look at the love we didn't get as kids from your mother, yeah. and you want that certain thing somewhere else. In and how many times? Yeah, and you'll hear yeah. black women be like, yeah. I ain't your mother. Right. But remember the time when he started dating that white chick, and he was getting ready to, they had finished fucking, he wanted to be on his own. She was like, all right, I'll go ahead and leave. There wasn't no problem. He's like, you know what? Matter of fact, I got a nice bottle of champagne in there, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'll go get it for you. <laughs> and he was like, can you make me a sandwich? She was like, okay. He's like, yeah. okay, yeah. Why can't we be that way to each other? Right. Black women and black people, men too, have always been like, oh, niggas get a white woman because they weak. No. Mm -hmm. No. It's easy. No. Why can't we be easy on each other? Right. right. We need to be eat black men. Be easier on your sister. Yeah. Black women, be easier on yourself and be easier on these men. Be easier on each we other. We are so hard on each other, bro. Be easier on each other. We, as black people, we are our own worst enemy, dog, okay. and I would love to see that shit change. It's continuing to get better, but I think it's also important with the podcast because so many people are on podcasts saying shit mm -hmm. out of a hurt space. Right. And it ain't helping heal shit. Yeah, that's the thing. We got to get to the healing. But but in order to get to the and even <laughs> Corey Holcomb, this thing is wild. Shout out to Corey Holcomb. <laughs> you yeah, always yeah, you like this guy. This nigga is wild, yo. <laughs> but, but see, this is the thing. He's like Dame Dash. If you don't like this nigga's delivery, you're going to miss the jewels. Yes. But the nigga was talking some wild shit. He do but have he, some But he was though. talking about like, yo, if you don't address this shit openly, then you can't get to the healing. You can't. Like, if we don't talk about it, if something's like deep inside of me, yeah. how can I get to the healing if I don't address it and openly discuss it? And it's going to hurt your feelings. It's going to hurt. Sometimes it's going to hurt your feelings. You got to accept that. You talked about this. Being enlightened is no longer enough. You mm -hmm. must apply what the fuck you've learned. Yeah. Being willing is no longer acceptable. You must must do. We got to do. Royce the 5'9". Royce the 5'9". Shout out to him. And and this is the thing. I'm a, I'm a hip hop head. You know what I'm saying? That's the end of it. So I get a, I mean, I've learned a lot through my life listening to hip hop. These yeah. niggas are people too. Bro. They're, they're very artistic yes. in how they deliver whatever they saying. But the, even if the fucking- God did. Right, right. Exactly, right. <laughs> the, even the mumbleless rapper or yeah. whatever. This nigga's going to say a Jew somewhere. Somewhere. So when he said that, I was like, you know what? Like at this time of my life, that's what it is. Like for a long time, I could kill, I can- I can pimp motherfuckers with the conversation. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I could just pimp motherfuckers with the conversation. You know what I'm saying? People fall in love with the conversation. But but what about what you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? So for now, in my life, yeah, I'm going to do the conversation piece because this is what we're doing. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm going to judge my own self by what I say and how that connects and aligns with what I actually do. What it's not enough. Doing, it's not enough to pimp motherfuckers with the conversation anymore. At all. Not in my life. We're going to rant. We're going to run some shit through so we make sure we get a couple of key pieces in. I, this is one of mine balancing an ex who's a friend while trying to date someone new we talked about this oh my god so I literally Fucking went through this bro I went through this shit bro where I was like <laughs> and this is why we came to it because I was like we both kind of went through this shit over the last couple of weeks where it's like uh, I remember this nigga talking like in the past yeah went through it, yeah. Nigga, I'm in go, it. Yeah. but uh, you know, we all go through it but I remember talking to this chick bro I'm sitting here and I'm telling her a story and it tied it had to do with my ex. It wasn't about her. Right. She was just a part of the story. She was a part of the story. And then as I'm telling Yeah, the dream wasn't about you. You was just in you it. You was just in it. So then I'm telling the story <laughs> and the girl I was talking to at the time, she was like, why you always got to talk about her? I was like, yo, man. I just said, yo, man. And like a look came over my face and she was like, I've made you mad, haven't I? I said, the fuck you have. Yes, I said, because I'm not from here. I don't talk to a lot of people. My friends are you, my guy in Houston, couple guys, Chicago, and then my people. Yeah. 
And I was like, when I talk to you about her, you don't want to hear it. But that was a part of my life. Mm -hmm. When I talk to her about you, Mm. she don't want to hear it because she's not a part of my life. And now you are. Right. Who the fuck am I talking to? Who am I talking to, man? You know what I'm, who am I talking, does Wayne Brady have to pay a bitch <laughs> to listen to him? Right. You know what I'm saying? Can I just get this shit out? Can I just get this shit off? It's not saying I want to be with nobody. I'm coming back. I'm doing, I'm telling a situation that's in my life and it just so happens to pertain to these people. Right. I mean, we, and, and we have to be, I, th- I think I'm speaking to people in relationships. Yeah. We. We have to create in, you know, an, an environment where we can speak openly and freely. I, just, I don't want to motherfucking have every single thing that I say critiqued. It crit- it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because, guess, because if you do that with me, then I'm just going to stop fucking talking. But do you understand how much women do the same thing? We just don't harp on it. Yeah. I remember I had to tell, tell the story. I had to tell the chick, I was like, you do know you mentioned your ex-husband. Mm-hmm. You do know you mentioned whoever. Or how about you mentioned something that you never told me about. Right. In your story. In your story. I just found out about the shit when you told me this. And story. then when you say, hey, man, I, like I, ain't, I didn't know nothing about that. Yeah, I did. Wrong person. <laughs> oh, you can't. Niggas are the they only person. That. Niggas they, are the only person wrong. They do that shit all the fucking time. Like, see, now you pissing me off. <laughs> right. Because you say the shit and you think it is funny. You think it is funny. But no, it's not funny. That's not funny. Wrong you, person. You wrong person. Now, nigga, I told you. You forgot that I told you. <laughs> right. I talked to you all the goddamn time. I told you this story. I told you this Wrong shit. person. Wrong person. Stop that bullshit. Yeah, man. It's so funny that when men say shit, it's like, <laughs> 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 we all go through the same shit, man. But in order to get better, the thing My is communication. Goodness. Yeah. I I think his name is Ryan Davis. He's a comedian on Instagram. And he was saying, he said, everybody's talking about dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, the conclusion I've come to is niggas need to make enough money to date these bitches and bitches need to be giving up pussy for niggas paying for it. End of story. End of story. Because <laughs> when you look at the gist yeah, of it, yeah. that's what everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. But that's why relationships and love is fucked up. Right. Because it's about pussy, what you look like. If some you're material a woman, shit. And then it's some material shit and money as a man. And it's yeah. like. The optics. Why, niggas be falling in love three or four times in a year. How, Sway? No. No, they don't. That's just what it looked like. But it that's is, not what it is. I got to talk to the guys. Because even the guys, too. There's too many niggas that'll be dating a girl, fucking with a girl. Be like, oh, I'm cut for her. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a month later, you cut fuck for somebody else yeah. and you fuck. Fuck that bitch. She ain't. Right. But then you fuck with. And it's like, did that matter? Yeah, yeah. Come on. And man. if it did matter and your mentality at. 35 to 45 is fuck that bitch. You need therapy, clearly. Well, no, no. And you need therapy because you need to understand what's happening with your emotions with your and, be, emo- and be able to actually talk about it. Yo, you didn't love that bitch. You couldn't have loved it if you already dating somebody else. Exactly. Come Yo, on, that ain't love. I went through something one time with this chick I really was cut for, bro. She had a mistake. She made a mistake, thought I did something. We didn't talk for two months. And for two months, my dick didn't stick in nobody. Mm. You know why? You couldn't even do it. I couldn't do it. This was the person I wanted to be with. It was hers. So if you real, if you really build a connection with a woman, you you will have severed that tie mm-hmm. by being intimate with another woman. Oh, of course. And if you don't feel like you've severed That's that tie, real shit, you're not really con- yeah, you're not really yeah. connected to it. For us, so for, for me, sure. I was like, yo, if I sleep with somebody else, I'm severing a tie. A little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For somebody that I love? Yeah. Because I'm not going to keep fucking her if I'm fucking If I'm chick. fucking with another chick. Not happening. And that's things, bro. Like, it's been times when I break up with people and people be like, oh, y'all ain't messing. No. No. Bro, when I'm done, I'm done. And if I'm still fucking you after I'm done, it wasn't really nothing anyway. Or 
Because if you care for me, I'm not going to fuck over you like that, bro. Right, yeah. I know. And Th- people want to coming say, with some hurt. If it's I coming with some hurt, dog. Yeah. So it's like, nah, that's not how I move. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have to take proper time away from situations before we move on. Because even if I you agree. think 100%. you're okay, all it takes is that one person to come up or a conversation to come up and you have a relapse and you didn't even know you were still dealing with that shit. Right. Because yeah. you never addressed it. Exactly. And I, and I think I've always said this, and, and, and it was more for just things that I was seeing, people that I knew and all that break up with a chick and in order to cope with, you know, that whole rebound shit. Yeah. Like in order to cope with this, I'm just going to distract myself by fucking with another by bitch. fucking with another I'm chick. Like, yo, you need to take some time for Take yourself, some real man. time, bro. Like, if you really are feeling a, a, a way about splitting up with this chick, like jumping into another situation where a chick giving you some pussy and making you not think about that is not really going to help you feel better. The reasons you know I can I mean? never do a one night stand is my dick don't work that way. Oh. And what I mean by that, like on, um, I don't know if you ever watched, um, Watchmen on HBO. Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So do you remember the part where um, Yaya was playing um, the moon guy? I can't remember his name. Uh, he was like the blue guy and he was okay. sitting with Regina King and Regina King was talking to him and it was something he said, she was talking about flirty shit and he was like, that don't work for me without this. Meaning uh-huh. the handsome, like yeah. I can't, yeah, yeah, my yeah. dick ain't going to get hard and I'm not going to want to have sex with you if you ha- if we haven't created some kind of emotional intelligence. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's yeah. how I am that's for me. Real shit. Like, if we haven't connected, I don't have a tie with you. Like, I haven't connected with you. Okay, so I realized something. I know we talked about this a long time ago. That's why I can't really feel, depending on my mindset, I really don't get stimulated in strip clubs. No, that's what I'm saying. No. You're not mine. And, the, and, and I know what you're doing. And I know and what why you're, doing. you're doing. And why you're doing I, it. My dick has never been, I've, we've mm. said that. Like, it doesn't turn me on, bro. Like, there's nothing that ties me to that situation. We got 15 minutes before we get out of here. I wanted to talk about a midlife crisis, bro. Okay. And we talked about this because a midlife crisis, if you look it up, it says a midlife crisis is a transition of identity and self-confidence that can occur in middle-aged individuals, typically 45 to 65 years old. Interesting. Another definition of it is an emotional crisis of identity and self-confidence that can occur in early middle age. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to talk about a midlife crisis because I had a midlife crisis and I think I'm in the midst of a midlife crisis. I mm-hmm. turn 40 next month. Um, my midlife crisis is transcendence. And I told you, I said, bro, I hit you this week. I said, man, we got to talk about midlife crisis mm-hmm. on the podcast because yeah. people look at it as a negative connotation, a negative word, a negative action. Right. When reality crisis is actually a, is. a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but when you break down crisis and you talk about midlife crisis, a crisis also is a separation of something. Okay. You're going through something here. You need to be here. You need to be there. When I thought about midlife crisis, I thought about it as a transcendence. And I think I told you, I said, bro, the old me, I mean, the new me is kicking the old me out. Okay. Like I'm outgrowing this skin to where it's like, yo, the way you thought, the way you talk, mm-hmm. the way you carried yourself, that shit's over. Okay. That was 40 and below. Now you're becoming somebody else. And it's not something that I just set up and was like, oh, I want to be different. Mm-hmm. My life started to change. Listen to certain rap music. I was like, this don't appeal to me no more. Right, right. Eating certain things, this doesn't appeal to me no more. Being around certain people who complaining and not trying to do nothing with their life, I don't want to be around that. Yeah, I'm good. And so I am going through a midlife crisis of trying to figure out who I want to be. Okay, real quick. So a crisis is a time where intense uh, difficulty or trouble or danger occurs, or this is where I think applies to what we're saying, a time when a difficult or important decision must be made. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. In August, I got sent my um, astrology sign, and it, August literally said, you're going to be separating, you're going to be breaking away from things, you're going to be bypassing mm-hmm. things. Disconnect. Nigga, August was the hardest month so far this year. Mm. 
cried a lot. And I'm okay with talking about crying because it was a crime. It was growth, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy, yeah. It was happy crying. Yeah. It was crying of knowing. Acknowledgement that, of growth. Acknowledgement of growth. And it was crying knowing that certain people are no longer going with me mm-hmm. in the next phase of my life. Yeah, exactly. What happened to me in my 30s and the things that I dealt with in my 30s, I refused to deal with that in my 40s. Refuse. And in order to refuse that, you have to drop some baggage off. It's a must. I talked about it before being in relationships and even having new friends and transcending to new levels. You can't get there without a shedded skin. Oh, yeah. Like and right now skin. I'm shedding fucking skin. Yeah, bro. That's, that's big time. Man. And you that's ever huge. had a burn and you peel that shit? It hurts. Nigga, I got I got stung by a wasp and my fucking thumb is still. Peeling. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> and when that shit peels. Yeah. The, the, the part, new shit's coming. And the new shit's coming. But it, even in growth, the shit hurt. You remember having growing pains? I used to have knee oh, aches, yeah. nigga, when I was getting taller in middle school and mm-hmm. shit growing pains bro and I think it's all about how we want to view these things right do you want to and run how we them? frame it though. how you frame that's it that's so important because I think that for me <clears throat> the midlife crisis I'm 47 now and I think that when I when we put all of this stuff together you yeah. know because I'm like yo so midlife crisis that shit around the corner because you and that's the other thing we get so um you know, just, uh, you know, we we get familiar with the narrative. Yeah. Motherfuckers say, when you get to this age, you're going to go through this. But actually, that's not what happens. That's not what happens, it, bro. It depends on what's going on in your life. And I felt like, for me, like, the the part of the definition that you read that I connected to was the identity part of yeah. it. Yeah. To me, most of the time, people going that I've seen going through a literal midlife crisis is that the, most of the time, because of where they're at, they're not who they thought they would be at that time. At that time. And there's a conflict happening. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just accepting where they are and then thinking about, okay, well, do I have some goals for myself and what is it that I want to do? They just they just stay in the crisis stay in of the cri- I'm, not who, I'm not where I said I was going to be at this time. And, you know, it you was, know? I forgot who I posted. I posted something on Instagram with this white guy. He was saying you should always want to grow and elevate. Mm-hmm. He was like, when you want, when you feel like you don't, I'm paraphrasing. When you feel like you don't, he was like, you want to know what growth, uh, the lack of growth looks like. Look at your uncle. Look at your aunt. People who've been doing the same jobs for forty years. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why I've always said it's kind of hard for people like us or at our age to listen to certain things that our parents have to say because yeah. at some points we have bypassed what they did. I'm doing more than my dad or mom probably was doing at forty or possibly whatever. So it's like right. it's only it's so a different much. World. It's a different fucking world, bro. bro so you got to look at it and say, do I want to be like this or do I want to be like that? You have to always be looking at things that will help you grow. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about the importance of black people stepping into leadership roles. Mm-hmm. This just came over me. Too many times as black people, we want to play chill. We want to get our bread. We want to just stay under the radar. Mm-hmm. We cannot help our people grow. No. And we cannot help good people, no matter the race, grow up the ranks if we as fair people or people who know the game and know the ladder don't get in the game. Right. I thought about Overton when he was talking about the uh, code switching. I ain't code switching, yeah. but there's still a need for me in leadership. No question. You know what I'm saying? Now, see, it depends. Again, we got to go back to what the definition of code switching is because I remember I had this conversation yeah. with some – I used this is what I used to do back in the day, and I still kind of do it, but not as much because I come across as a fucking dirty old man. But I used to talk to the girls, <laughs> dirty old you know, back in the day, like, yo, this is a male-dominated environment, and you're a woman. Yeah. Like, I need you to – um, you know, you need to present yourself in a certain way to where motherfuckers respect you as a professional, not just a cute chick. Yeah. Like, but that's some work exactly. that you got to do. It don't mean you can't be yourself. Yes. But you got to be the professional self yeah. and show that. Yep. So motherfuckers judge that. And, and to me, that's what it is. And that's where I'm at, bro. I've always been professional at work, but it's like now I'm like, I've always tried to be like, all right, I, I want this money. I want this. But I, how do I get the money without leading motherfuckers? Right. 
Well, sometimes that comes hand in hand. Yeah. You got to lead to get there. And then I thought, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine. She got a job and, you know, she's running a whole office area now. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you deserve this. Yeah. And she's like, I'm nervous as shit. I said, but you're fair. And you, the world, the industry, the economy, we need fair people. Right. It's too many cutthroats and people who are only there for the money. Right. And the reason I said she fits the position, I remember she would come back and she'd be like, oh, it's this girl in my office and she's been busting her ass. She's an older lady, been here 12 years, she only making so-and-so. I'm shooting for her to get $4 raise, blah, blah, yeah. blah, because she's only gotten two over the last. Right. You need fair because people in a certain position don't give a fuck about this old lady not making no money because exactly. she's doing a job that's all that matters. Yeah. But there is a budget and you need to make sure that people who are really holding down the office, holding down the area mm-hmm. are fairly compensated, bro. bro. And that's why I say as black people, black men, especially because black women, these motherfuckers are in leadership. Roo, 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 exactly. Like Arsenio Hall used exactly. to say to y'all. Right. Dog we, yeah, we glad y'all in this <laughs> shit doing it. But it's time for black men to step up and accept roles of leadership. And accept roles of leadership without that elitist attitude. Right. You are not a cracker. You are not a honky. You are not a white person. You will never be. Mm-hmm. So don't go in acting like certain certain right. guys to get what you need. You don't have to. Yeah. Be yourself because that's needed as well. And it's not it's not only that, bro. It's just like you can't have the elitist attitude, but if you don't step into that shit, because what you have in those positions a lot of times, leadership, you got the motherfucker with the elitist attitude, yep. like fuck everybody else. Yep. Or you got the yes man. So so the yes man ain't gonna never look at homegirl and be like, you know what? She deserves, she deserves something this. more than what she get because of the work that she And put also in. don't fuck yourself up. I've been in a position yeah. where it's white men, white women that are legit. And they don't want you being no coon house nigga or none of that either. Yeah. And they want you to come in being yourself. Right. I've been in, when I worked at Fidelity, bro, it was a black guy that came up the ranks and it was a white guy over him. I'm still cool with the white guy. Mm-hmm. As the black guy came up the ranks, the white guy was telling me, he's like, you don't have to, like, you ain't got to call me yes sir, no. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you ain't got to lick his booty hole. Right, right, God right. damn, yeah. just come in not, and do the job. Not here. Jo- not not here. here. Just come in and do the job. Yeah. And it's some, like I say, it's some white people in positions of power who get it. And they like, yo, you ain't got to do all that. Just bring what I saw out there into here. Exactly. And let's make the company better. Let's don't come out. Don't come in here and be different. Right. Because you think that's what you got to be. You, that's what the role and calls And there's a lot for. of white people out there that appreciate black people for who they are. So be yourself, Listen, man. but and that's the problem, man, because I think, excuse me, in my opinion, I think we've been told that, oh, when you get around these people, you got to be this way. But in essence, if you change, they ain't going to respect you if you're not yourself. Because that's what they saw. They saw you being yourself. You being if you're yourself. not yourself, they're not going to respect what you. What you going to be here? You know, I remember what, like even back in the day just dealing with some 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 uh, like some like college friends or yeah. some teammates and stuff like that. They get around white people and act different. I'm change, like, yo, do you bro. know that they don't respect you when you try to, you know, acquiesce to them motherfuckers? I was just be at, yourself. Bro, I was looking at Jack Harlow this morning. Um, rap I'm not a fan yet but when he was helping Lee Corso and them on college game day do the call uh-huh. he it was Louisville and somebody else and they was like who you picking Jack and he was like and they was like what is that he's like you know Louisville the Ville yeah. I'm like but I was like, nigga, you're not black. They don't expect you to do that. <laughs> right. Nothing against him because maybe he grew up around black yeah, people. Yeah, We've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. It's just hard for me to accept that when I'm like, bro, I see a white dude. I don't see no nigga throwing up signs like right. we throw up that's right. natural. Exactly. Now, if I know you, it's different. But I can accept him more than I can accept a black man acting white, bro. Yeah, me too. Hey, because, because if you, most of the time when black dudes is acting white or black people are acting white, it's because they're trying to get to their They're status. trying to get to a way. And white when a white person is trying to be accepted. And that's what I feel. They just want to be accepted for who they are accepted. or who they want to be. Yeah. Because just because they was raised in a white house. So how many times have we watch movies and seen shit oh, where yeah. the black white folks like, I don't want him rapping and doing all right. that's 
He connected with that shit. He connected with the culture. He connected to that shit. Mm -hmm. And if that's who he is, you can't stop that shit. Exactly. I don't know no black dude being raised to myself. Yeah, I'm like Martin said, I'm Thurston O'Reilly the (laughs) third. Like, we don't do that shit. So if you doing that, somebody has trained you to be that way, bro. Yeah. Because I know kids that go to prep school right now and don't talk that way. They don't. Just when they at the school. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Shit. Like, what what, what Rick Ross said? Thurston Howell. God forgives. I don't, man. We're going to get ready to go up out of this bitch. I am going to go out with God did. God did. (laughs) The four minute whole verse. You know what? Yeah, hey. We can play. That nigga was sick, dog. Four minutes. All facts. Bro, that shit was sick. You got to break that shit And down, this is bro. the thing. Lil Wayne brought one of his best verses he has brought in a long it. time. I love Hey, and Lil Wayne always been that dude. Yeah, but always. Just, it's just like he do that candy shit. He do what he feel like. He do what he feel like. Yeah, but when he ready to do it, he, he do can it. do it. All right, man. We appreciate y'all. Episode 353. Yeah. We out this bitch. Spider, appreciate you, man. Frank, thanks for coming out. Of course. We in this bitch. God did. Khaled is a funny motherfucker. He is. I can't remember which song it was on, but he has one where it's the middle of a song. You're like, man, this is pretty good. And all of a sudden it's like, she's got the voice of an angel. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. He be doing that shit. But I like when I like when um, Rick Ross said God did when he dropped the bar. And he said God did. And then it rolled right into Wayne's. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Khaled. Is the um, no? He's the coach. Yeah. Rick Ross was the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Wayne hit that bitch out the park. Out the park. And Jay Z caught that bitch before it went over the green wall. Yeah, buddy. That and that's how this shit was. Oh, I like how you broke that baseball shit down. But I didn't fuck with I, John Legend shit. I stopped it. I was like, I'm good with John Legend. John Legend, you did. I didn't even. I was like, I don't he's need just to hear the green. Yeah, I don't he's hear those. Just I don't, he's just the green. <laughs> Take a three million dollars above your tax. A tub full of money, I still can't relax. Time spinning, Lord forgive me, I'm a sinner. Conquer divide niggas. Wrong side of the petition, only divine women. Better listen when I tell you how I put time in it. Please forgive me, God did.